everyone. Welcome back to Gals on Topic, your favorite book club, and then some. I'm Sadie. I'm Izzy. And today, for our eighth episode, the topic is A Court of Thorns and Roses, chapters 31 through 33. And we're so excited today. We're so excited. Before we dive into the chapters, we want to take a minute and say thank you in in real life this episode will be released later but in real life we released our very first episode just a couple days ago yesterday oh my god it was yesterday it was yesterday wow it's been a whirlwind (laughs) (laughs) but i just feel like the reaction has been so great all of our friends have been so supportive i know we have we have really great friends i was very touched yesterday because some of our friends were reposting it and like adding little messages and it was just so above and beyond it was so above and beyond yeah it was so great and like to be honest we created this podcast for fun to talk about something that we love to do and and hang out with each other and and just find another passion outside of our jobs and we found so much joy in it and not I'm sounding so cheesy, but it's it's true. Like we've just been having the best time and we're so happy that people are enjoying it and we hope people keep listening and hopefully we have even more listeners at this point than we do today. But we're so grateful for everyone who has shown us so much support. Yeah. And my expectations for the first day have just been exceeded and I'm so appreciative of everyone who took the time to listen and I I hope I hope you enjoyed it I know it was fun for us to make and I hope you can you can hear that when you're listening (laughs) (laughs) and shout out to our one listener in Puerto Rico (laughs) please DM us we'll send you some merch (laughs) I had such a thrill when I realized we've gotten I guess not inter- even international, but, you know, off the continent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not in the U.S. Not- oh, yeah, but they're a territory. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who knows? I don't the person really from Puerto Rico, that. if you want to reach out and educate us, I want to refer to you as. <laughs> Gosh, now there goes our Puerto Rico listener. <laughs> yeah, honestly. But oh now, um, now also feels like a good time since we're on episode eight. And the book is getting smaller and smaller. We only have four episodes, including this one, left for A Court of Thorns and Roses. And we will be covering the second book as well, A Court of Mist and Fury, which I'm really excited about. But in between, we'll be taking about a two-week break and we'll give you guys some different content. In between. In between. Yeah, just little, we don't want, we're not ready to throw out the topics yet, but, but we'll keep you guys, we'll give you guys something to keep you interested in between, but yeah, time for a new topic. Yeah. 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 Switch things up. Yeah. So just four more episodes, including this one. Um, and then two weeks till we start, uh, what is it? A Court of Mist and Fury. So Court of Mist and Fury. (laughs) Izzy's favorite. I think everyone's My face just lit up. (laughs) (laughs) So you'll have about two weeks to get that book if you don't have it already and, and get to read and we'll announce that we'll announce the chapter breakout of that, that book as well. I'm honestly so 
jealous <laughs> that you haven't read that book yet. You know, a lot of people have those where it's um, like books that they wish they could read for the first time again. Yeah. Is that how you feel? Yes. <laughs> so much so. That, that was one of, I think I just, coming out of Akatar, I was into it. I was excited, but I don't, I don't know. Usually the, the second book, it's been a while since like the sequel, the second book has lived up to the first book. Yeah, right? that's rare. So and I had, again, no expectations going in. So just having that experience of being so into it, it was, <laughs> oh, that was so fun. It's the same characters, right? I don't know. Oh my god! You can't even tell me if Feyre and Tammy are okay. still there. Feyre and Tammy are in it. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. But you know, so are others. Okay. All yeah. right. As long as I was about to say Chuck, but who even is Chuck anymore? I don't know. <laughs> Lucian ended up being different. Reese ended up being different. <laughs> Emphasis on that. Um. All right. I want to get into it. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Normally, Are- you're the one saying like, all right, like, should we get started? I'm like, I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> Aren't you so glad that I warned you not to read yes. on Sunday? Yes. Y- literally yesterday, as I was reading, I was blowing up your phone and I was like, one, we were just texting nonstop all day because of the episode release. And then I was reading the next chapters and I was just blowing up her phone. And I was like, she hates me. But I, was, <laughs> I couldn't stop. Every time I said a thought, I would read the next sentence and have another thought. And I wasn't going too deep. Don't worry. her. She hasn't heard all of my all of my somewhat deeper thoughts on things yet but it was just every two seconds omg oh my god i called that like no are you kidding i love it because i was thinking about this yesterday when we released our first episode you had no idea what this book was even about going into it like if you go listen to our trailer like what you said about (laughs) what you knew about the book was minimal and so i think i literally said minimal (laughs) <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, and this wouldn't have worked if you hadn't gotten into it. So you you really put your blind trust in me that you were going to like it. And I'm just glad that you do. I do. And I obviously I want I want to be surprised. I want to have live reactions, even though I've embarrassed myself sometimes with my <laughs> predictions I think it's fun to kind of see what happens and try to guess and like really think about it but it's been hard because I my phone knows that I'm consuming Akatar, so I have to like actively avoid spoilers so true you can't be scrolling on our Instagram account anymore I, I might have to kick you off access <laughs> I know yeah. For everyone listening who has read the book, Sadie saw something uh, that I won't say now, but maybe when we get later on, I'll bring it back up of what you saw and how but, interesting that is. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't fully know what it is. So I want that to be very clear. I don't think I had anything to do with 
the current book Mm-mm. because no. I it was like the blend of character names. Yeah. And I think I know who the first name was. I need to like childproof our account. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know the second name. And I literally saw it so quick. But you can't, but you can't forget now. Yeah, I know. I still know what it said, which is sad. I hope I kind of forget because I feel like as soon as I meet that character, I'll know, you know. I But like I said, people have a lot of fan theories also and ships. So something that you saw might have just been something that um, the Akatar community is really rooting for. <laughs> true, true. It was so, like just a fan account. Yeah. So. And it we, was a drawing. Right. So we will. We'll, I feel like we'll we'll get there when we get there. Okay. Um, but let's get into <laughs> I feel like we're like talking about this that we both know, but no one listening knows. knows so they're what probably I saw. like, move along. We don't care what Sadie okay. saw. <laughs> we'll just know I was kind of spoiled, but not fully. And yeah, it was it's not anything, out there. not anything hugely important either. We need to talk to my FBI agent and say, yeah. look, we're trying to do something here. Yeah. I can't be, I can't be seeing spoilers. <laughs> Okay, let's get into the chapters. So like Sadie said, this episode is covering chapters 31 through 33. And as I said last episode, this is when we find out everything. Yeah, I mean, this is the climax of the book. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's true. It's intense. My heart was racing. My jaw was dropped. Yeah. And they don't even really stagger you finding out everything. They basically just give it all the information in chapter 32. Yeah. I'm excited to recap it because I felt like I needed to read it again. Yeah. It was so much. and I think I got it all. But like Alice really said, fuck it. And just (laughs) laid it all out there. They also kind of go out of order. They're like, this happened. But then back in the war. Yeah. 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 yeah, It's hard to follow. So we're going to walk through it all. I'm going to break it down. Thank goodness Izzy's here. (laughs) Okay. But first we start with chapter 31 and we left off in chapter 30 with Feyre and Tammy separated and Feyre in the human lands. Which has actually been kind of good because we're getting a new perspective on her family and we still don't forgive them, but we're getting to know them a little bit more. Yeah. It's adding some dimensions to characters we had met previously. So we open at the ball that Feyre's dad is throwing in her honor and Feyre is not having fun. She's hanging out with Nesta, which should say a lot <laughs> <laughs> about how not fun the party is. And... Sadie, actually, you were right um, in this moment from something you said last episode. Initially, immediately on the first page, Feyre saying that the words that Nesta had spoken to her in that last chapter were haunting her. Yes, yes. She couldn't get it out of her head that she would do anything to save Tamlin. And she's like feeling stupid and guilty forever leaving in the first place. Yes. We know that Nesta hates their father because she thinks that he let their mother die by not doing enough. And then she said to Feyre, you know, you would have gone to the ends of the earth to save your high lord. And Feyre's like, I didn't, though. Yeah. 
she's thinking that she knew something was wrong and that he she knew he was in trouble both from the blight and from forces that could be gathering to destroy him and yet she had stopped looking for answers and kind of just let him deal with the problems and enjoy being free of responsibility for once which is a little bit hard on herself because she was asking a lot of questions and no one gave her really clear answers she repeatedly asked to come with him and you know yeah he would shut it down so not totally her fault but anyway she's mad she didn't learn more about this amarantha person mad she didn't try to save him and mad she didn't tell him that she loves him which also like she does make a good point because if we 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 rewind (laughs) to the first few chapters of her in spring court she is just asking question after question well maybe not the second she was there but once she got on speaking terms with them non-stop asking questions what was that what does that mean how is that going to impact me in the human world or whatever like she was constantly asking questions constantly and now like i didn't even think about it in the moment but when they did bring up amarantha wait did we know about amarantha I so can't remember now. Resand had said her name. Okay. That's yeah. all we knew. Yeah. So he said her name and she was petrified with fear, but she didn't say anything, didn't ask any follow up questions, really. Yeah. I after that interaction with Reese, she didn't really ask any questions. But to be fair, Tamlin was freaking out. She was hiding in her room. When he did come, he told her she was leaving the next day. So, yeah. So, yes, she probably should have asked questions, but in between all of their intimacy and goodbyes, yeah, he didn't really I know. Um, I'm not I'm not you don't have to defend her. I'm just saying I'm <laughs> noticing what she's noticing that she wasn't her as curious self. No, that's that's totally true. Yeah. <laughs> so fair. And you know, she she probably was enjoying not having they're all the responsibility for once. Yeah, of course. Everyone likes to be taken care of every now yeah. and then. Anyway, it gets late into the evening and Elaine and her father are busy socializing, but Nesta and Feyre leave. And then the next day, Feyre is sitting outside with her fam and her dad is chatting about wanting to buy some land nearby. He says, I'm thinking of buying the better land. I heard a rumor it will go up for sale soon since none of the family survived and it would be a good investment property. Maybe even one of you girls might build a house on it when you're ready. Feyre's ears perk up at this. She asks what happened to the betters and Elaine tells her that their entire house burned down and everyone died. The family, the servants, everyone. Although no one could find Claire's body. And this happened in the middle of the night right before Feyre got back. When I was reading this for the first time, I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Yes. And I don't even think I said this out loud. But when in the last chapters, when she said Claire's name as her own. Yeah. In my head, I was like, I I even wrote in my notes. I just don't think I brought it up that something is going to happen to Claire. I, I don't think I thought that much about it. The first time I read it, so when I when I read this, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like they did come for her. They just got Which the wrong is girl. So freaking sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
They killed everyone. Yeah. And took Claire. Yeah. Or took her and killed her more viciously. Yeah. She literally just, you know, mindlessly gave this name to yeah. Resand. And now tens of people are dead. 10 to 20. I don't know. Horrible. Horrible. And I literally, yeah. I freaking wrote that down. And I was just like so swept up in Pharaoh leaving and all of the other stuff that Reese said that I didn't, I like just totally flipped over it but I did write it down like I was like we believe you (laughs) I will post the notes (laughs) that's a good content idea having you post your notes they might be a little embarrassing sometimes (laughs) but yeah that was that's so so sad but also so crazy that's like such an oh shit moment yeah like my that's kind of the kind of thing I was reading, 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 and I was like, oh, no. Like, we knew Resand was going to be a problem, but here we have it. He is a big, I also big problem. semi-thought he wasn't going to tell her immediately. Like, he was like, I might tell her, I might not. But he told her immediately because it happened the night before Hira got back, which was the night she was still at the spring court. Yeah. Yeah. So he told her immediately. God. And Miranda's little whore. Is that what they called him? <laughs> Not little, but like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just, I just added the whore. <laughs> yeah. So Feyre's also having this revelation. She knows it can't be a coincidence that she gave Claire's name and then this happened. So she's horrified, like absolutely sick to her stomach with guilt and disgust. I mean, I just can't imagine having that on your conscience. I know we just said that, but God, imagine if she had said her own family, like her own name, or yeah, that, or I if he had that's looked. That's also what's or making her freak out. He looked in her mind, and he could have seen her name. Oh God. Anyway, she also realizes that if this could have happened, then the blight must have gotten even worse, and she knows something bad must have happened to Tamlin too. So, she decides to act fast. She tells her family something very bad is happening in Prithian and tells them at the first sign of danger to get on a ship and leave, to sail far away where fairies won't find them. So her dad and Elaine are super confused, but Nesta, who already had some of this info, is like right there with her, gets it right away. She's immediately like, that was supposed to be us, wasn't it? Yeah. And Ferris says yes. And she doesn't know what's going to happen next, but if the spring court is about to fall, then it must be getting worse because Tamlin was one of the last ones standing, so it seemed. Mm-hmm. Feyre then goes to change. Nesta's helping her. And then Nesta tells her, we don't need you here, Feyre. Don't look back. Father once told you never come back, and I'm telling you now. We can take care of ourselves. So this could sound mean. But when Feyre has spent most of her life feeling this giant responsibility for these people, it's actually a very freeing thing for Nesta to say. Yeah, I was going to say that. I feel like Nesta intentionally said that because she knows that, one, now the responsibility of 
you know, being Tamlin's lover or whatever, or being in love with Tamlin, now that haunts her and is taking up her responsibility. But she's feeling burdened, I think, by wanting to make sure her family is okay. Yeah. And survives whatever's going on. And so she's saying, basically, you need to go deal with that. Stop worrying about us. Like, you're free for sure. Yeah. And that's exactly how Feyre takes it. She's like, this is a, a gift yeah. that she's giving to me. And Feyre gives Nesta some of the info that she learned while in Prithian, just in case it helps her. Like, fairies can lie, and Ashwood is the only substance that can harm them. Yeah. Nesta then asks a very valid question um, and something we're, we're all thinking which is what is Feyre going to do that can possibly help? Yeah. She's like, he's a high lord and you're a human. What do you think you can even do? Super valid. And Feyre doesn't have an answer. <laughs> I have so much respect for her throughout these whole, all these chapters. She's like, what do you think you can do? Feyre's like, I don't know. Alice is like, what's your plan? She was like, I don't, I don't have one. <laughs> She's like, yeah. We'll get that. I wrote that. I wrote notes about that too because I'm like, dang. <laughs> She's literally just following her heart out here. She is. Um, yeah. So Feyre says, I don't care, but I've got to try. So nervous for, nervous for her uh, with flying here with no plan. So the last thing that Feyre says to Nesta is, telling her that there is a better world out there and if she ever gets the chance Feyre will find her again but Nesta tells her not to bother because she doesn't think she would be particularly fond of fairies but to, she wants Feyre to send word once it's safe overall they leave on a really good note and Feyre thinks as she's leaving that she hopes that she can live through this and is able to see what Nesta is able to accomplish in life someday just a complete 180 truly truly um one other thing that i noticed was or that was mentioned was that as they started talking about prathian and and everything going on and you need to run if so or whatever they uh elaine and her father's uh glamour seemed to clear Mm -hmm. and i wondered if th- it was probably this that once she said like whatever trigger word that means danger um or is a sign of danger it clears the gl- glamour because he said oh, that like if yeah. he knew i don't know that if there was a sign of danger where they needed to go they would all of a sudden like no it's time to go yeah so that's i a didn't good know point. if it was that or if it's just another sign of the weakened magic Oh, because I doubt, yeah, I (laughs) doubt strong Tamlin's glamours were going to be broken just by some trigger words. Yeah, no, that's a good point. So I don't know, probably not that serious, but was something I thought about. No, that's interesting. So yeah, Elaine has a horse ready and yeah, she tells Farrah she remembers everything now and we don't really know what spurred that yeah it was like when nesta and her started talking about it and she was like i'm leaving blah 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 blah. um she said it looked like their confusion like came off their face or something yeah but 
interesting. Another thing I was feeling at the end of this, like, obviously, by the end of this chapter, you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, like, everything's happening. She's going back. There's, you know, crazy stuff going on. And all of a sudden, I was like, wait, 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 this is happening too fast. And I was like, <laughs> we're like so far in. We're like three fourths of the way through the book. And I was like, wait, 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 this is all happening too fast. <laughs> Everything was fine. Sadie's overwhelmed. The plot <laughs> is happening. <laughs> I really was. I was like, oh no, slow down. Like, I'm like, but what do I mean, slow down? We're almost done with the book. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's how Harry Potter was too. Like it's like <laughs> wait till the end of the school year. Yeah, <laughs> it's like progressive. Like build. it's May. They're about to take finals. <laughs> Literally, Voldemort hasn't acted up yet. <laughs> I don't think Harry Potter has taken a single final exam in all of his years at Hogwarts. He took the owls. He freaking had a seizure during one of them. But he took them. That's true. He did get <laughs> scores back, but whatever. Anyway, I didn't mean to turn it back to the harry potter but uh but yeah it was just like a lot like i feel like it was such a slow burn yeah for so much of the book in all aspects plot and romance and then all of a sudden it's this and i was like yeah it was intense and i was like ah i was talking to my friend francesca today shout out francesca she's reading the books right now shout out one of our biggest supporter <laughs> truly one of our biggest supporters um and she had she's just finished the first book but she was saying she feels like she read two completely different books from the first part to where we're where we're at now and where we're heading oh my god remember when i said it gets very game of thrones oh my god which i guess doesn't really land since you haven't seen it but you know i have an idea of the vibe of the show and kind of I feel like it's sex and power. And yeah, sure. And, and murder. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, <laughs> but I think that's where we're at now. It's um, no longer. It's every chapter. That's why we're shortening it down to threes because there's just so much that's about to happen. Oh, my God. Two yeah. different books. Huh. Yeah. 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 The vibe totally changes. Um, okay. So, back to Feyre leaving. Elaine has a horse ready. She tells Feyre she remembers everything. Feyre tells her to be on guard. And Elaine starts crying and tells Feyre that she would have liked to have taken their trip to the continent together. Aww. And Feyre says, maybe someday. And then is off. Really, all of a sudden, they're sisters. <laughs> they're real sisters. Which is nice. Which is kind of a hard take because you'd, you'd think sisters are like oh they got your back through it all the highs and the lows that's what's still hard to swallow it's really only the highs here right right anyway um oh so now we know that she returns to prithian of her own like free will but i really liked your spy idea like i really thought i really was like oh if a servant had been a spy or nesta had been a spy when she told her yeah when you were when we were recapping last week and then and i had said the line from tamlin yeah saying telling her not to tell anyone what had happened and you were like oh my god but she tells nesta nesta must have outed her i was like (gasps) (laughs) i was like that would have been really good too (laughs) 
That would have been good. Instead of like journeying back. He told her that and then she broke it right away. Not even like, oh, I can't tell you. Not even a second thought. Not even like, I can't tell you because we might be in danger. No. Yeah. No, it would have been, that would have been crazy if like she told or even if like a servant overheard her telling Nesta or something and then they came and got her instead of like Claire's family. Not that like. I would want them to kill the whole family, but just capture, right. capture Feyre. Right. And then you would, instead of like this next journey she goes on, she would just be brought there. But then it would be like, okay, then how does she find out all the info? Right. Because we have the scene with Alice. But classic Feyre not following the rules and then that could have I know. gotten that Absolutely gotten no consequences yeah. though. Yeah. Really missed opportunity there. Yeah. But I liked that. <laughs> I really liked that. Thanks. Anyway. Feyre's off. She rides north for a few days until she hits the invisible wall. Also, remember the first episode we were like, is it invisible? Yes, it it's is. invisible. <laughs> Confirmed. Confirmed invisible. Her horse stops. She can't get through. It takes her another two days going like up and down the wall until she finds the gate that she entered through the first time. So that's what she can see. She can see a gate yes. going through. Yes. All cleared up nice (laughs) (laughs) so she gets through starts writing furiously in the direction she thinks the spring court is in all amped up to see tamlin and to tell him that she loves him hoping he doesn't send her back so she's all in her head and she doesn't notice right away how quiet it is even the birds aren't around aren't singing which i thought meant that that scary thing the bogey I thought um, that meant there was going to be a bogey. Yeah. Or our friend the cereal. Oh, yeah. That would that could have been good. But no. She gets closer to the manor and she notices the hedges are overgrown. She gets even closer and sees the gates are open and bent out of shape. So even worse, one of the doors of the manor is ripped off. Bad news. Not good. She runs into the house calling for Tamlin, but it's totally empty. And she says it looks like an army has come through and trashed the place. Tapestries are hanging in shreds. Marble banisters fractured. Chandeliers are broken on the ground. It's not looking good. I at first was just hoping that this is a little trick and Tamlin had destroyed the place to make it look like um, someone came and like took care of them so that if like Amor- Amoranda or whatever her name was... Um, and her team came, her she would, team. <laughs> she would think that, or they would, yeah, she would think that they'd already been killed or something. So at first I was kind of just hoping Tamlin was setting it up. Mm-hmm. Alas. <laughs> Alas, that's not the case because Feyre calls for Tamlin and then for Lucian and no one answers. And the chapter ends with Feyre falling to her knees because she realizes Tamlin is gone. Ugh, sad. It's a good chapter. It is good. Okay. Let's just go right into chapter 32. Yeah. This is the big meaty one. Yep. I'm ready. Okay. So, Feyre is distraught on the floor, surrounded by shattered glass, by blood. In the estate ruins, basically. But she quickly goes full huntress mode. She's like, okay, I need to analyze the scene of the crime. 
I need to learn what I can from what happened, about what happened. So based on various things that she's noticing, she's like, okay, I see that there was a fight, but there are no bodies. So hopefully that means Tamlin is alive. And she's able to trace what she thinks are his and Lucian's steps along with other prints leading off towards the garden. All of a sudden, she hears a noise from down the hall and she's like, huh. So she gets her hunting knife and ducks farther into the dining room so that she can peer through a crack between the door and the wall. And she sees a limping figure come into the room, but all she can see is the black cloak that it's wearing. Who do you think it was? I thought maybe it was Lucian. That's a good guess. But alas, also it's not. But not really. It's still it's still positive. Yeah. She hears the figure take a sniff. She realizes it must smell her. She's like, huh. But then t- it turns around and it's Alice. We love her. Yay. Mother Alice. Yay. It is kind of weird to me that like the fairies smell them like they're vampires. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I agree. Um, Feyre also, I mean, we'll get there, but like makes her plan like so dumb going in to like a lair of bad fairies. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's just nothing. She, there was nothing she could do. Like, right. Well, what else was she supposed to do? Right. Okay. Well, Feyre's happy to see Alice, but Alice is not happy to see Feyre. She tells her that she can't be here. But Feyre's just like, is Tamlin alive? Is Lucian alive? And Alice says yes, but pulls Feyre into the kitchen and is like, what are you doing here? Feyre says that she had to come back. She couldn't stay away thinking slash knowing something was wrong. And Alice is like, well, you knew something was wrong. He told you not to come back. Feyre asks where Tamlin is. And Alice says she took him. She took him to her court under the mountain. And the she is Amarantha. And we're about to learn a lot more about her. But she's confirmed the big problem. (laughs) She is the problem. Both the, well, I won't even say. We got to get into it. Okay. Okay. Let's get into it. So you can have a you can have a sip of your wine. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm about to talk for a long time. <laughs> she was about to have a sip of her wine, and then I was like, "Let's get into it." <laughs> okay, you're like, "Okay, okay, okay." Sadie's very intense today with these chapters. <laughs> it's been an intense day. This is my release. <laughs> okay. So thank you, Alice, for finally giving us an explanation on all the questions so yes. far and actually being helpful Feyre asks why Tamlin was taken Alice says you want the truth here it is she took him for the curse because the seven times seven years were over and he hadn't shattered the, her curse she summoned all the high lords to her court this time to make them watch her break him so obviously that begs the question what curse <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, remember back in episode three, I think we learned about the King Highburn, who's across the ocean and super bitter about losing all his human slaves. Yes. 
So Amarantha was one of his generals from the war. And actually the Surreal alluded to her earlier in the book. We just didn't know it was her. So going back to when Pharaoh was talking to the Surreal, the Surreal said, a hundred years ago, he, King Hyburn, dispatched his most trusted and loyal commanders and warriors that are as resentful as he is to infiltrate the various high fae courts and kingdoms and empires. Nearly five decades ago, one of his commanders disobeyed him, the deceiver. So he said that at the time, but we had no context. And that is talking about Amarantha. Gotcha. So Alice tells Feyre that Amarantha is the high queen of Prithian, which up until 50 years ago, was not a thing. There was just the seven high lords. So Alice says Amarantha came a hundred years ago, sent by Highburn, and she went from court to court to discuss with the high lords the possibility of trade between Highburn and Prithian, like more communication, etc., because that's ever since the war had been deteriorated. Mm-hmm. And apparently she was super charming. So for 50 years, it was fine. She lived mainly in peace throughout the different courts, pretending to make amends for her actions and the actions of Hybern during the war because they were very pro-human slavery. <laughs> yeah. Um, and most, uh, most of Prithian was against human slavery, so she and Hybern had killed a lot of Fae from Prithian. Right, right. So apparently during the war... She was Hyburn's most lethal general. And this is kind of the, her backstory. But she had a younger sister named Clythia, who was as vicious as she was until Clythia fell in love with a mortal named Jurian, who was a commander in the human army. So Clythia loves Jurian. Clythia is Amarantha's younger sister. Okay. Jurian was using Clythia for information about Amarantha's forces and ultimately he betrayed her. So he got... Amarantha knew this. She kept trying to convince her sister. She... Or she had a feeling. Yeah, she had a feeling. I mean, she didn't trust humans. She didn't like humans. Right. She was pro-human slavery. But she loved her younger sister. So kind of let this happen because her younger sister was so in love. Right. Ultimately, Jurian betrayed Clythia, got all the information out of her that he could about Amarantha's forces, and then tortured her, killed her. The description is graphic. Yeah. <laughs> it says, after torturing her, he left the pieces for Amarantha to find. So, yuck. some of that, yeah, Game of Thrones type graphic violence starts now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, since then, Amarantha has hated humans with a fiery rage, which checks out. And even after the war was already lost and the humans freed, she tortured and killed her own slaves rather than set them free. So she's bad. Yeah. So she hated humans, but then after this obviously very traumatic experience with her sister and a human she hates them even more to the point where even when they lost the war the humans were freed she just killed her slaves yes tortured 
and then killed but then okay so this is the kind of like how they were jumping back and forth so it's like she did all of that horrible stuff way back in the war yep and then Mm -hmm. after she was like okay well we have to carry on so like i need to try to mend these relationships with the other fae yeah a few hundred years later oh yeah there's the war was like 500 years ago okay okay um yeah so she's been in with highburn separate on the continent uh sorry not on the continent just on the other island look at her map um yes i revisited the map oh good this oh good chapter did your research because i needed to remind myself where under the mountain was right it's in smack dab middle yeah it separates which i'm sure this was intentional but i don't know if it matters that it separates like the season courts from the time of day courts Mm, the solar courts (laughs) yes yeah so amarantha while she was busy in Prithian all the years later, networking with the High Lords and talking about free trade, she was actually using the trading ships to send over her personal forces to invade Prithian and use Prithian as a launching point for her conquest and ultimately her in to destroy the human realm, which even the king of Highburn did not know about. I mean, he's probably pro-destroying human realm, but she's taking Prithian as her own. But anti to her taking over, right? right. Like, she's right, exactly. taking over Prithian for the ultimate goal of destroying the human realm. Right. But step one is taking over Prithian. Right. And she's his minion, and she didn't tell him about this part of taking over Prithian. Right. She went rogue. So... That is the background on Amarantha, her role in the war, her villain origin story. (laughs) So next, Alice tells us more about the curse and how Tamlin got dragged into it. But I will pause here. Any other questions or comments on that first? No, I feel I feel good about that. I feel good. Okay. Okay. So next, Alice tells us how poor Tammy and the other High Lords got to where they are so even with her army amarantha alone was not powerful enough to conquer the high lords but through this redemption tour that she was doing throughout prithian they started to trust her what she's not a high fae i would assume she is a high fae okay but she's not a hot a high lord okay okay yeah Carry on. Yep. So through this, you know, tour of goodwill, the High Lord started to trust her. So there was a ball being thrown in her honor and all the High Lords were there. She used some super powerful old potion that she stole from Highburn, drugged all their wine. And once they drank from it, they were left with only a base level of magic. Crazy. Crazy indeed. And then with their power gone, Amarantha has been able to control Prithian for the last 49 years. They kept saying seven times seven. I was like, 49? (laughs) (laughs) But wait, so she didn't take their powers. She just reduced them. Like she doesn't have their powers now. 
Or does she? No. She doesn't have their powers. Like... She just reduced their powers to be less than her own. Yeah, she has I her thought own she kind of like sucked up all their powers. No, because and you'll see like there's for example, you know, Tamlin can shapeshift. Right, she, she can't, can't shapeshift. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes um sense. so but she has powers. She has some abilities of her own, but Wait, she that just makes sense. Like she when she, they powers. drank the wine their powers were reduced, but not because she took them for herself. Like right. she didn't get more powerful. She just right. reduced their powers to be less than hers. Right. Okay. So with all of their power gone, Amarantha has been able to control Prithian for the last 49 years. And so this is like connecting the dots. Everything's connected. The blight, that's Amarantha. She's the sickness She's why the borders I, are collapsing. Yes, I was saying, like, there's just so many different villains, but she's just them all. She's just them all. She's why everything's bad been happening. She's been sending the creatures that have been attacking. She's been orchestrating all of it. Yes. So that's a big, like, light bulb going off. Yes. Finally, things are making sense. I don't really understand why they kept calling it a blight on magic, but I guess that they, just because they couldn't really say... Yep. What it was. So that's what I exactly had written down. That begs the question, why was everyone talking about a blight? Like, why didn't Tamlin tell Feyre any of this? Well, well, what I don't understand is that I understand that they called it a blight on magic because they couldn't say, which you'll explain in a sec, but then they were able to mention Amarantha. Resand. Oh, only he did. And he didn't know Pharaoh was there. Well, maybe he did at some point and still said it, but Resan said it. Oh. But that's a good point. That's a good point. But I mean, like even uh, Lucian, he mentioned a her. Yeah. No, yeah. So it's a, that's a great question because. Um, they ma- They clearly made it two different things. Right. Right. But it, it's it's still probably because she just, like, wouldn't let them say it. No, I don't think so. She was asking the questions. Anyway, Alice tells Feyre that Feyre could... I'll get to all that in a minute, but I'm going in order of I know, how, this sorry. Is, how this is um laid out in the book. Alice tells Feyre, Feyre could have been the one to stop this curse and free Tamlin's power had she not been so blind to her own heart. And Feyre's like, well, I didn't know. And Alice is like, yeah, that is part of the curse. Um, so now we get into more of what the curse actually is. Yeah. So Tamlin and Amarantha knew each other before the war because Tamlin's family was allies with Hyburn and fought to keep the humans enslaved. Makes sense. They sounded like the worst also. Tamlin then often had accompanied his father to Highburn and so had met Amarantha there. So you were kind of right. Like, Tamlin feels guilty for... I mean, he wasn't... He, he, he was involved. I think his guilt is more about sending his men to True. human lands. But yes. True. But in terms of just why Being he feels... involved in bad stuff historically. Right. Historically. Because his dad, big pro-slavery... Amarantha fell in love or in lust with Tamlin, I guess, but he wasn't interested because he knew what she was about. 
Tamlin was trying to keep his distance from her right up until his powers were stolen. And at that point, Lucian was his emissary. He sends Lucian to go meet up with Amarantha to discuss peace, but Amarantha refused. Lucian mouthed off, and she's the one that took his eye. Gross. It she, says, said, she said it was so like gory and nasty that Tamlin threw up when he saw it. She said Amarantha carved it out with her own fingernail. Yuck. Ew. Crazy bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that Lucian, I thought he'd sent Lucian to tell her that he's not interested in being her lover. He sent Lucian to negotiate peace once she had kind of started to take over. Because, oh. like, they were cordial, but he wasn't interested. Lucian's his emissary. Yeah. Lucian's also, you know, got a temper. Mm-hmm. She uh, took his eye, carved it out. Yuck. Big yuck. <laughs> so after that, she hosted a masquerade under the mountain with all of the courts. And she presented it as a party to make amends for what she had done to Lucian. <laughs> what? <laughs> it, was just, it was an honest mistake. I just lost my temper, you know. Here's a masquerade ball. A scorned woman. Yeah, she said that it was a masquerade so he didn't have to reveal the scarring on his face. How nice of her. Yeah, Tamlin Loki dumb stupid for going so dumb for going and for bringing his entire freaking court with him yeah like so stupid obviously you shouldn't trust this for like i i I feel like he's just like used to you know kind of giving these people a pass you know he grew up around these people like even though his father was horrible and did all of those things, like I'm sure there was a part of him that forgave him just like Pharaoh forgives her sisters. True. Her sisters never like took their friend's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean dumb. Agreed. Dumb. But dumb. Totally his fault. And not only not only does he say, okay, yeah, after you clawed my friend's face off, sure, I'll bring him and the rest of my crew back for a party. Masquerade, how sweet of you. Not only does he do that like a freaking idiot, then when it turns out to that that's not what that whole thing is about, he mouths off to her. You're so right. Like, the boldness. This is really all Tamlin's fault. No, like, he played this wrong from point A to point Z. Like every step along the way, I could strangle him. Remember when I didn't like him? We're getting back to that point. I'm just kidding. Well, it's just. It was his younger days. It was 49 years ago. I was a child then too. <laughs> it's just he thinks he's going to this masquerade ball for peace. But she just claw Like it's anyway. Tamlin needs to get some street smarts. <laughs> So anyway, Tamlin goes to this masquerade, and we're going to get to his other stupid decisions, but this is stupid decision number one, going to this masquerade. He's at the ball. Amarantha claims that peace could be reached if Tamlin becomes her consort. Um, that means like her lover, right? Yeah. Okay. Which, like, creepy. Yeah. Desperate match. <laughs> you have to blackmail him. Burns. <laughs> <laughs> 
But um, he, Tamlin refuses um, after what she did to Lucian and says he'd wrap. And keep in mind, Amarantha has power at this point. Like, she, he has no power. He's somewhat defenseless. And he tells her, this is what you were talking about, he'd rather take a human into his bed than ever touch her. And he doesn't stop there. He Low also key says... burned humans. Right, right. <laughs> he also says that... Right. That's actually very... I mean, like, I knew that when I read it, but when you just said that, I'm like, wait, that's actually really mean. <laughs> um, he also says that her own sister had preferred a human company's to hers. The sister that she loved and then was brutally killed. <sighs> So stupid, stupid boy. So obviously that didn't go over well. This is why we need female leaders. <laughs> Actually, wait. Amarantha's <laughs> not, not the example we're trying to set. <laughs> Shit. I was saying that to be anti-Tamlin. <laughs> this is not a pro Amarantha. Yeah, JK, JK, JK. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so obviously that didn't go over well um and yeah you know maybe don't throw out mega insults to the person who's controlling your future but amarantha decides to play a little game with him she said he had 49 years before she claimed him before he has to join her under the mountain. And if he wants to break the curse, he'll need to find a human girl willing to marry him. Specifically, a human girl with ice in her heart whose hatred for fairy is strong enough for her to kill a fairy. And worse, the fairy she killed had to be one of his men, sent by Tamlin like a lamb for slaughter. It's like really specific. <laughs> it's so specific. It's really specific. Q, Feyre. Yeah, it's like it's like she wrote Feyre's character and then wrote this curse to just ladder up. Yeah, to <laughs> a girl who it's has two sisters. Like, it's almost like a girl who has two sisters and a crippled father, and who is illiterate, and so she can't escape and do anything herself. I feel like um, this is a classic, like. The story of Feyre getting to Springcourt was written first. Right, and exactly. And then the details of the curse exactly. was written second. She's like, what will make sense? <laughs> <laughs> it is super specific. It's I, it, I think it could have just been like, get a human to fall in love with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would just be crazy. The only... I, I think you had to be a little bit more specific because... He's been working at this for 49 years. Right. Like, and clearly his men, a lot of his men died trying Mm -hmm. to find someone. So then you had to have like a reason why those people didn't count or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I get it. It's tough. Um, This just is, it's really specific. Yeah. Um, So yeah. So the treaty, that was a lie. There's no treaty rule. About. I freaking knew it. You know, I was, I mean, I didn't. I didn't say that at all. <laughs> but I did think it was so wild that she did not know anything about this. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, if 
that's a pretty cruel punishment or pretty harsh punishment for something you didn't know about at all. Yeah, it feels like humans and it's would also have made- like not that cruel. <laughs> like you just go and live out your days happily in Prithian in this beautiful cut co- beautiful country or whatever. It feels like humans would have made copies of the treaty. Yeah, right. You would have right. learned the rules like in school. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. No, so yeah, treaty. I mean the treaty's real. That rule is not real. Right. But yeah, this all adds up. We remember that Tamlin said Andres was looking for a cure at one point. She overheard him saying Yes. Looking for a cure. Um poor Andres. He wanted to go. I know, but I mean I know he volunteered, but you know, he's just sacrificed himself. I know. So I know. That's just why, you know, he looked at Feyre in his wolf form and just let her kill him. It also makes sense. I wonder okay, two things. One, it makes sense why Lucian well while Lucian was giving her shit, mm-hmm. he wasn't like that upset. You know what I mean? Like he was making kind of jokes right. a little bit. But like, for someone who just killed your he was friend. like, you cold blooded murderer, but like a little half <laughs> smile. Nudging what? you murderer. Yeah, like literally he was. <laughs> and it makes sense now because he like wants her to be a cold blooded murderer. Right. You know? Right. And then um the other thing is, is I wonder when he was like making eye contact with Feyre, like he probably looked at her and was like, perfect age, you know, young, <laughs> cute female. Maybe this is the one. Maybe I'm the sacrifice here. So he probably went went out with a lot of hope and pride. That's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Although she's like, a she's little... a cutie. <laughs> My work is done. She's a cutie now. She kills me. (laughs) This is horrible. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) But basically, while this curse is, like, really specific and a little weird, it's the purpose was it was just meant to be a cruel joke by Amarantha because humans hate fairies so much it would be impossible. And also... The spell could only be broken if a human girl tells Tamlin she loves him and really means it. But she had also bound the masks to his face, everyone in the spring court's face, to make it even more difficult since humans might be like in just captured by how beautiful beautiful fairies are. Yeah. So let's just recap really quick because I feel like it's very detailed. I want people to like fully get. Yeah. What it is. And I want myself to get exactly what's happening. So let me just like recap my own terms since we got off topic a little bit. So the curse is that he has 49 years to find a human woman who is so cold in her heart and hates fairies so much that she would kill one without Mm -hmm. a second look Mm -hmm. and then get her to fall in love with him mm-hmm. without and say that she, he, she loves him mm-hmm. very truly and honestly within her deepest heart of hearts that she loves him while not being able to see his face nor know anything about this curse. Yes. Did I miss anything? No. Okay. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. A plus. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And what you just said and what we talked about earlier, she also made it so, yeah, no one could say a word about the curse. So the lies about the blight, that's the best he could do. And that's what Alice says. That's the best he could do. I say otherwise. I say otherwise. <laughs> she says, <laughs> and that's what Alice said, not me. I feel like he could have done a lot better. I don't know about you, but a blight to me, like I don't, when I heard blight, I was picturing just something like that you can't control, like a famine. Like there's yes, been something same, like, like a disease, like a disease, a sickness. They keep saying sickness. That seems totally, it's like almost something you can't fix and it's not yeah. coming from a person like they could have connected the dots better and been more clear like not the blight was totally a distraction from totally it was totally everything a else distraction yeah when it was really connected totally. and it wasn't even a blight the blight's not spreading it's just like there's bad people out there and they're taking they're getting closer well yeah yeah yeah. the way they use the word blight interchangeably to reference their weakened magic and amarantha was like very confusing because very confusing because when she like they were saying it's spreading i think to indicate that like time's running out but like it was so misleading it was so misleading. And like, I feel like he could have said there's, you know, there's a deadline to when the blight takes over or like when there's there's a point of no return to where we won't be able to stop the blight. He could have played around with his words a little bit more. Mm-hmm. He chose blight and ran with it and it made no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not even close. Yeah. It's not even close. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but the fact that Alice can talk about it now means that the game is over. Tamlin's lost. And what's really sad is that Tamlin tried every day for two whole years. He sent out men every day for two years and was sacrificing all those people until he finally gave up and just tried to defend the land best he could. Yeah. Yeah. So other high lords tried to rebel as well, but without their power couldn't do much. And Amarantha now keeps them and their courts under the mountain with her. So, Which I was so sad about because it made me realize, like, that's why they were holding summer solstice in the mm-hmm. spring court. Yeah, there's Be- just no... Because the summer court is under the mountain. Yeah. And Alice says Tamlin was doing what he thought was best just by fighting it um, for all these years. But himself, but snapped this winter, sent out the last of his men until Andres found Feyre in the forest. Feyre's like, oh my God, I failed everyone. And Alice yeah, is like, yeah. Alice is kind of pissed. Yeah. She says again, you could have broken it. All you had to do was say that you loved him, say that you loved him and mean it with your whole useless human heart. <laughs> and his power would have been freed. And you are a stupid, stupid girl. But I also don't think that's true, and I don't think Tam- Tamlin thought that was true. I right. think he thought that no matter what, she was going to be in danger. Even if, like, this curse was actually binding and she had no choice but to do what she said, she would have gone after her. Right. Right. So that's why he sent her away. Yeah. And. Sorry, I keep skipping ahead. No, 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 no. 
no, you're totally right. It just, it does kill me <laughs> when <laughs> reading the passage back where he says, I love you. And she's like, well, I thought about saying it, but what's the point? <laughs> no. And I could tell that you were like, so like, just say it. And I was like, it's fine. Is he <laughs> like, it's like really not, it's fine. really not fine. Every actually. time I'm like, I know she feels it. Just say it. Just say it. <laughs> it's like when you reread, like how I was saying you hope Maybe this time the bad stuff doesn't happen. Like it's when like, you watch the Titanic movie yes. and you're like, I hope the boat doesn't sink. Yes. You're like, I hope this time they miss the iceberg. Yeah. Haven't they this- learned by this by this point? And now this time you're like, maybe this time she'll say it. Maybe this time. Yeah. No. no. Um, yeah. No, it causes me physical pain to read that part. But this makes sense why Lucian resented Feyre. In that last moment also. He's like... You stupid girl. He's like, you stupid girl. I thought you were going to be better. And why he was mad about... He was like, a few more days. A few more days. Wait, what did I say in the last episode where I was like, I said a reason why I think... I think you said Lucian similar. Said that. Yeah. Hold on. Going back to my notes. Um, dude, can I just read back this note? Because it is spot on. I had no idea Go what I it. was talking about, but... Feyre is part of their plan against the Blight, but it's a secret, mm-hmm. which is why Reese thinks he's doing nothing, which, like, why Reese thinks Tamlin was doing nothing, which this is, now that I'm actually reading it out loud, it's not exactly what I was thinking this was about, but anyway. Tamlin thinks their plan is not worth it anymore now that everyone will know about her and her life is in danger. Mm-hmm. He would rather die from the blight than keep Feyre and their plan together mm-hmm. and put her life at risk. Mm-mm-mm. And then <laughs> <laughs> I thought I wrote something about Lucian, but maybe not. But like that was on point. It was so on point. Um, Good critical reading skills. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote here, you're not even going to give her a few more days, which is what Lucian said. And then I put, she's a chosen one. I don't know what for what, but she is. So I know she could have been in danger. I think she, I think he should have given her a few more days. I think he should have gotten the I love you. He would have had his powers restored. Yeah, exactly. And like, would they? You know what I mean? That's what she asks. She asks Alice what would happen if his powers were freed. Would he be able to destroy Amarantha? And Alice is like, I don't know, but Tamlin's a high lord, so that means something. I know, but like, would she have actually restored his powers? Like, she could just be talking out of her ass. Unless there's like a magical contract where she like has to. You'll actually see moving forward a little bit more about how deals... How these deals work. Okay, okay. So I won't say anything yet. Okay. Um, But if Amarantha wins, she's going to destroy humans. Anyway, and Feyre lives oh, not far yeah. from the It's wall. like you might as well take a chance. Might as well take Either a chance. way, she, she dies. so close. Anyway. Yeah. Totally true. Damn. Uh, uh, that's, and that's another bad decision by Tamlin. <laughs> Just really failing, but he wasn't supposed to be the leader. Remember? I see that. <laughs> I see why. <laughs> anyway. Oh my god. So that's actually the end of our entire description. Not the episode. The entire description of what's happened. Why 
how, everything going on. Oh my god! Now we have all the information. We were so chaotic. We're so knowledgeable now. <laughs> we're so enlightened. <laughs> oh my gosh. So then Farah says, how do I get under the mountain? Which seems like a bad plan given everything we just learned. Alice says, y- you can't. You'll die. But Farah just asks again, how do I get into the mountain? Alice is like, it's suicide. Also, you couldn't even break the curse, which was relatively easy. How are you going to beat Amarantha? Which, like, yeah, breaking the curse, like, I guess, technically like, easy telling someone you love them. But, like, she wasn't, how was she supposed to figure everything out again? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. They were so vague. Feyre again is like. Also, we know Feyre is not, like, intellectually smart. <laughs> So how is she supposed to figure out this grand scheme plan that no one that people were like actually just giving her misleading information about? But, you know, she can she's like a hunter. She's sneaky. She can. You know, she can fight. Obviously, she's not a fairy, but she has better skill in that aspect. That's true. Um. Yeah, she's very persistent here. She won't. Alice keeps saying no. Farah is ready to die as long as it means she's dying for Tamlin and as long as she's actually doing something. And at least now, if she tries, she'll go out in an act of love. In the name of love. Since she couldn't say it, but she'll die for it. Um, And Alice says, as you wish. And that's the end of chapter 32. And we still have one more chapter to go. It was a little one, but it was intense. It's a little one, but yeah. it's intense. So the first... <laughs> you just repeated exactly what I said, but with like a little bit of a tone shift. I've noticed I do that all the time. Actually, I do it to you too. I do it to you. <laughs> You'll be like, oh man. I'll be like, oh man. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That one was just funny. <laughs> Sometimes I get lost in the dramatic readings that I do. <laughs> well, also, like, your body language, too. Like, I know no one can see, but, like, you're like, <laughs> but, oh, man. <laughs> Someday when we have reels and we record these. Yeah. When we're now recording in your bedroom. Yeah. Hey, this is a studio. Oh, I'm sorry. Your studio? <laughs> okay. So the first sentence of chapter 33 is, what it's not funny i don't know why i'm laughing (laughs) it's i might have been (laughs) good what is so funny do you need me to read it i just have the giggles i'm sorry here i just pause pause yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay is that helpful yes (laughs) Okay, the first cha- first the first sentence of chapter thirty three is, "I might have been going to my death, but I wouldn't arrive unarmed." So she's geared up. Hilarious! <laughs> I don't know why I was laughing so much. It's just it's so it's all of a sudden it's so dramatic. I know, I know. Tone shift. It's like she couldn't even tell him she loved him three days ago, and now mm-hmm. it's she's gonna go die for mm-hmm. him anyway. Um, she's got her arrows, she's got her daggers, and she's like, well, better than nothing, I guess. Yeah, she's like, no ash wood, the only thing that actually kills them, but eh, 
That's all I got. <laughs> She's like, at least I look good. <laughs> so Alice leads her into the woods in silence, and Feyre in her mind is like reeling from everything she just learned. She's like, why didn't I just stay and admit how I feel? A lesson in vulnerability. Yeah. <laughs> so they hike through the night and reach a cave. Alice tells her that all dark and miserable roads will lead her under the mountain. And this is a shortcut to get her there. So Bear's going to go in and she tells Alice she's going to free Tamlin. Alice says, yeah, you'll be lucky to get a clean death. She said, you'll be lucky to even see Amarantha. Yeah. Which, okay. Sorry to like skirt back a little really quick, but I forgot to mention this. I feel like in most books or shows or whatever, when a character finds out that there was like this whole secret that they've been deceived from and Mm -hmm. specifically that their lover did not tell them, they're usually mad. And Pharaoh is not mad at all, which was honestly like, I don't, I hate like there isn't time for these people to mope around and be mad. So like I'm glad we didn't do that cliche here. But yeah, I just too. thought that was interesting that she was immediately like, oh, my God, it's my fault. It like amplified her feelings. Yeah. That he was going through all this alone. Yeah. That he didn't tell her. Yeah. I mean, he couldn't tell her. But yeah, she's like even when she he they were saying how he was sending out all his men to die. And she's like, oh, Tamlin. I'm like, what about Andres? Yeah. <laughs> Can we just go back to the part that you were the cold-hearted bitch? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you. This description, this is you. Anyway. Anyway, sorry. I just had to go back to that. Because that's like a, like, that isn't like most books and movies I've seen. No, that's true. So. I, I agree. I actually don't like that cliche. Yeah, same. Uh, we don't always, have time for this. Just go save him. It always causes so much, like miscommunication and yeah ugh, the problems and it's just like well it's fine yeah anyway alice says she'll be lucky to get a queen death and or even see amarantha and then alice gives her some rules to remember and we know Farah is so great following at following the rules. the rules one her first rule is don't drink the wine and when i'm reading this i'm like okay like is she made she's making it sound like fair is going to get in there and immediately die so when would she have the opportunity to (laughs) drink drink wine wine. (laughs) yeah that's true it's not like she's sitting down for a dinner party here um i think that that was alice's trauma speaking (laughs) from when all the other high fae drank the wine and lost their powers that's probably true it's just it feels it feels like that should have been at the bottom anyway yeah rule number two don't make deals with anyone unless your life depends on it Rule number three, don't trust anyone, not even Tamlin. Your senses are your greatest enemies. They'll be waiting to betray you. Very ominous rules. That's the second time. I think that was Alice who told her her senses would betray her last time. Yeah, even in the spring court. Yeah. Yeah. Then Alice says, do you have a plan? Feyre says, no. (laughs) And then Alice says, don't expect your weapons to do you any good. And Feyre says, I don't. <laughs> and a humble the- queen. <laughs> and then there is one more part of the curse that Alice vocalizes. See, like, even though Alice can't tell her this part of the curse, she's like, there's something I can't tell you. Even now, 
that you're going to have to figure out on your own. So she can tell her that. So Feyre knows there's something else. Yeah. So why couldn't they do that before? She said it was extremely hard for her to even say that there's something I can't say. Right. But But she she did. did So why couldn't they get something like that out before? Anyway. Anyway. She just tells Feyre, you have to figure this out on your own. Keep your ears open and and listen. And Feyre says she will. She thanks Alice for bringing her. Alice says it's a rare day when someone thanks you for bringing you to your death, but she wishes her good luck. <laughs> and Feyre tells her if Alice needs a place to go flee with her nephews to go to her family's house because Nesta knows about her. And then Alice's final words to her are, Stay alive, and Feyre goes into the cave. So she's in the cave. She's walking, she's walking. She eventually sees a, like a crack of light in the distance. She hears a lot of voices, but that passes. She gets closer to the light and sees that there's just enough room for her to squeeze through into a dark, like carved out hallway under this mountain that's like somewhat lit with torches so she starts walking in the hallway and she's like no yeah this was dumb i have no information i have no plan she's walking like everything looks the same i should have thought of something else every time she gets to a corner she like looks past the corner it looks exactly the same like she's lost and she's like i don't see anything i don't hear anything but can i even trust that no one's there yeah so she's like maybe i should sprint back to the cave opening but then she reminds herself there really won't be another opportunity. Tamlin's already been there for a little bit of time now. So she has to act if she's going to act. But the second she starts to go around the next corner, long bony fingers wrap around her arm. Oh no. So Feyre, you know, goes rigid. A creature comes in front of her and she sees a pointy leathery gray face. And it says... Hello, what's something like you doing here? And then the last two sentences of the chapter and where we will end this episode are, I knew that voice. It still haunted my nightmares. So it was all I could do to keep from screaming as its bat-like ears cocked. And I realized I stood before the adder. Oh my gosh. I literally Googled adder fan art after that. And that thing is terrifying. Yeah. It is terrifying. The pointy teeth, the pointy fingernails, like, ugh. Yeah. So she's been discovered about 0.5 seconds after she walked in by (laughs) what was probably the worst thing that she's encountered so far. And thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Good vibes. Um, good vibes, Feyre. Good vibes. <laughs> I think, so when I read this, I was like, oh my God, I must know what happens. I comfort myself by saying there are five books. She must live. <laughs> That's a good point. But I think what really hurts the most, like I'm still excited to obviously find out what happens and I'm very anxious and I'm very nervous. Um, But I think what hurts the most is that I know that everyone else has either read this or if they are reading along when they got to that part they kept reading i know they did 
And I had to stop. I could not go on. What hurts the most? <laughs> Literally. Like, I just know everyone else knows what happens. They know. And I had to stop. Nobody else stopped. Sadie, it was yesterday. <laughs> you read this yesterday. But I could have read the next chapter also yesterday. Well, <laughs> It's not my fault. <laughs> well, it's just this was like truly the first time where I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm the only one suffering. <laughs> Me um, and Feyre. <laughs> remember the last cliffhanger that you're really mad about, which was the dad? <sighs> I don't want to bring that up. <laughs> so embarrassing. That's even worse because you knew that everyone else knew that nothing happened. <laughs> you had this whole nice speech, though. I hope your dad listens to it. <laughs> Mom, make sure you show it. Um, I mean, we have now three episodes left from this oh book. Oh, my God. So the next two I mean, there just always is a cliffhanger because you're always you're getting to the point now where you're just like, I need to know what happens. Yeah, so sure. Make you're just going to be in pain. Excuses. <laughs> Everyone else is just going to finish the book this weekend. And then <laughs> and yeah. then I'm going to be left in the dark. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, it's God. so good, though. It's, it's so juicy. It's so good. I honestly feel for you when we get to the second book and you'll have to stop reading like I that would have caused me physical pain so (laughs) you said that before I even started reading this series yeah stop it like you're like I'm glad I'm not your role in this (laughs) (laughs) I like being the one who well but I also said I was so jealous of you that's true that's true there's there's peaks and valleys to each I was on the twitters today and yeah and um again like my phone knows me and some something akatar came up and i saw a tweet that said i would sell a kidney to be able to read a court of mist and fury again for the first time <laughs> so you're in actually everyone's envying the role that you're in i mean izzy you have two kidneys you don't even need a second it's not really much of a sacrifice <laughs> All I'm saying is people are actually really would do a lot to be in your role. You're right. So you're right. You, you should really savor this opportunity. Okay. That's been given to you. Okay. <laughs> I apologize. I'll be grateful. <laughs> you're right. It's been so fun. I'm excited to read the rest of the book and the rest of the series and the show. And oh God, there's, there's so much content ahead of us. Um, well, should we wrap up because we have been recapping for quite a while, even though we only had three chapters. Oh, yeah, I guess we can. Okay. <laughs> okay. So next episode, we will be covering chapters 34 through 36. Just and they're also again. good. Just three again, but they're good. Things are really Things are really up. ramping up. <laughs> so... <laughs> So we'll see you next time. If you're reading along, those are the chapters we'll be covering. 
Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gals on Topic. We're now very active. Yeah. Also, um, we haven't said this in the past, but make sure you rate us five stars. Yes. If you're planning on rating anything below that, don't worry about it. Just <laughs> don't waste your time or ours. <laughs> five yes. stars or nothing. Please, please rate us on spotify five stars um will also be available on apple podcasts so wherever you're listening to podcasts rate leave a review yeah yeah and we'll see you next time yeah see you guys next time bye guys bye